Ladies and gentlemen, a Disneyland program reminder. In just a few moments, the curtain will be going up on Slewfoot Sue's Golden Horseshoe Review, and plenty of free seats are still available. The show has something for everyone. Plenty of good music, lots of laughs, the Can-Can Girls, and even that famous character, Pecos Bill. Now, if you're a newcomer to Disneyland, the Golden... So, favorite moments in Disney parks... There was once I was at Walt Disney World. It was pretty great. Um, I walked over to Frontierland, and uh, you could see this this kid that was just so incredibly upset. He was – I don't even know what happened. It was – he was just like walking from the hub into Frontierland with his family, and he was just bawling his eyes out. And he's got to be like maybe like somewhere between like five and eight, I guess. And uh, this – there's like an ice cream thing, I want to say, right there on the entrance like of Frontierland, like in Walt Disney World. And this cast member just kind of walked up and gave this kid an ice cream. And it was, it was just – it was so great because it instantly solved the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. I've never seen anything it's, quite it's like so, that before. It's so great. I mean, like, and I don't know why she had an ice cream in her hand. I don't know if it's because she, you know, just randomly gives out gives out things, or there was an extra that you know somebody didn't want, or something happened, or whatever. But this 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 unbelievable circumstance happened like before my eyes, and it was so it was so charming to see. Mm-hmm. I love that they have the latitude to do that. You know. Yeah. That there's no sort of set rules about what, what they can and can't do. Yeah, you know, it's making interesting. Making a guest happy, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because they definitely, they definitely replace things on a whim. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, you know, Clarko, I think last time we went to Disneyland, he lost his ears riding California Scream. And now he didn't have them on while riding the ride. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he actually he made rookie mistake really <laughs> he put his ears back on his head as soon as we pull in the station and then lifts up the the shoulder restraint oh yeah and it yeah. knocks him right off his head and yep. onto like you know <laughs> the wet ground beneath the track you know and you know we're staring we're looking at the ears lying on the ground and it was just <laughs> it was horrible but you know the cast member was right there she saw it all happen and whatever and wrote up one of those notes to just get, get him a, a new one for freebies mm-hmm. and they yeah they just they have the ability to write that up and and not ask questions and just make it happy because they don't want any trouble yeah that's wonderful. I love that they do that. It's a, and it's a good move because it's uh, it's it. They're playing the long game. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. they know that they know that by giving you that you know twenty dollar item that they're going to get you to come back and spend two thousand dollars. Yep. Well, okay. It's it's a one dollar item. Not, not, I'm <laughs> oh, not yeah, diminishing it. My mistake. Yes, <laughs> yeah. my mistake. It's a very yeah, yeah. cheap item for them to make. Yes, uh, yes, they yes. make it expensive uh, to charge you for it, but right, they can right. they can just give it to you because they know it'll make you happy enough that right. you'll love it and then you'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's sort of the secret to think. Not just Disneyland, but also restaurants. It, it's so easy to make up for mistakes, to make angry people happy. And it's amazing. It doesn't happen more often. Just, you know, give free stuff. Just go out of your way to make the person happy. And they'll come back and they'll have this great story they'll tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it'll and go it's viral. totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and every time I've ever gone, I've had an experience like that where, you know, just like like a cast member will just take time to hang out for a minute, you know? And like they don't have a, it doesn't seem like they have a place to be. 
except for talking to you, you know, even though they have a job that they are supposed to be doing, but it doesn't matter for that minute, you know? Yeah. For that minute, you are the most important thing. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely know exactly where you're talking about because you'll run into that cast member. You might ask them a question and they'll stick around for a conversation until you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't ever seem like they have to leave you. Yeah. And there and and you'll see them again later in the day. You know, yeah. this always happens to me. I always run into them again later. Sometimes they're off and hanging out. Sometimes they're still on. But they and they remember you and you have another another moment, you know, and it's just these these moments build over the over the day. And it really reinforces the, you know, it's so much more than just going and eating some good food and riding some rides. You know, yeah, it's this holistic experience that you cannot get anywhere else, like anywhere, <laughs> you yeah. know. Similar to what you were saying uh, about meeting those those cast members like uh, again and again like during the day because it totally happens. Oh yeah, I know that. I know that at least for me, I've run into guests that I saw like in line a few times, like just over and over and over. Yeah, you always see one person like four times. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's it's, and it's just great because then you know you talk about what happened between the last time you saw each other, which Mm -hmm. is. I remember once um, when we were in uh, in Florida. Uh, hanging out at Animal Kingdom Lodge, talking to this really nice lady who was there from, she's an exchange student from um, Africa. And we talked to her for a while, you know, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes, and it was just very fun, lively conversation, and it was great. You know, she was tending to the animals, so we talked, to the an- uh, talked about the animals. And then later that night, we were at Downtown Disney uh, at one of the dance clubs, and she and her friends were there, you know? And immediately, she came over to us and, like, started talking to us and wanted us to come dance with them, you know? And it was just, like, it was amazing to me that that experience transcended into a social experience that had nothing to do with the parks, you know? Yeah. It was just they wanted to continue hanging out with us. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought that was really special, you know? That was And that woman is now your wife. No. <laughs> oh. She was oh. very nice. That was, that was what I was we thought we were leading up to. <laughs> and that woman is now my wife. <laughs> uh but it was great and and I'll never forget that ever, you know? And every time I go, I always think of her. What about you, Greg? Uh Let's see. I made a list of various uh, best Disney Park you, moments. You made a list. Wow. I made a list. Did I didn't want to. I didn't want to get a little bit more formal than I. Did you check yeah. it twice? It's checked twice. Good. Uh, probably four times. <laughs> what, what do you say? You say thrice, but there's thrice. What's what's four times though? Thrice. No, four times. Yeah, it's just four times. Four times. Yeah. Uh, so one of my best Disney Park moments. Uh, I was trying to pick something more recent, uh, and. It was probably three years ago, I guess. I was – my wife and, and kids had gone back to uh, go to sleep in the evening, and then I – Disneyland was open until like midnight that night. And so I decided to go strike out on my own and go back to Disneyland and write in some stuff that I hadn't seen uh, during the day. And for the first time in a long time and maybe ever, you know, I'm more of a Disney World guy kind of historically. I've, I grew up on the East Coast, and so I'm, I, I've spent a lot more time there, although it's starting to even out now. But um, I kind of just hung out in the Tiki Garden for a long time in front of the Tiki Room. Mm. And uh, I got a dull whip and just watched the video. And they had just redone the whole thing with some very nice LED lighting, and it was just incredibly beautiful. I don't think I ever realized quite how beautiful it was at night. And I just kind of hung out, and I went through like two or three cycles of the ride, but I didn't get on. I, you know, I didn't enter. I just sat there. And it was great because you had this great visual experience, and there was this story kind of being told by the by the tiki statues as you were sitting there. And 
was this really neat thing where you sort of got to take this really deep dive into the attraction uh, by by just hanging out in that area. And I kind of wish that more attractions had spaces like that around them uh, where you could kind of, you know, luxuriate in them for, for yeah, as long as you wanted to. Yeah. You know, Tower Terror really needs one. Like a, like yeah, a veranda. Cool. Yeah, like a place where you can just, it's like an old, you know, patio. Yeah. You've got some chairs and you can sit and just sort of watch people sort of enter. <laughs> yeah, no, that would that would be a good candidate for that. Mm-hmm. It really would. But yeah, that was like three or four years ago. And it just was it really struck me as, as something that was kind of incredible. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I've always found every time that my favorite experiences are always quiet ones. Always. You mm-hmm. know? And it, it's it's never it's never you know because the 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 attractions are really fun, like they're really special the first few times, you know the first time you experience them and as you go on you know you become very familiar with them and it's like and they're still great but like for me it, the the little things are what are what make a big difference now you know because right. I've seen these things so many times that I, I like to just sit and sort right. of watch the day go by and see see how people interact with things and see how the the light hits things especially when it gets dark. Because when it gets mm-hmm. dark, that whole everything comes becomes amazing. Everything they do such a good job at the lighting with the lighting design and the, and the night that it's just like I wish I could just go to Disney parks at night and stay all night <laughs> and and just yeah. forget about the day. You know, I would rather go at night. Um, I have a I have a fun one. The the first time that uh, Shannon and I, my wife Shannon and I, went to uh, Walt Disney World, we got a pal Mickey, and I I I'd read about the pal Mickey, and I was like oh, really ki- right. was really really interested in this thing. You know. And I don't know if they're still really doing the Pal Mickey very much. I haven't heard a lot lately about it. I don't, I don't know if it's sort of. I don't of, think they are. Explain it for the people that. <laughs> All right. So the, the Pal Mickey in the in the mid two thousands was a was a was a uh, about a ten inch high Mickey doll with a bunch of electronics in it that sort of interacted with areas of the parks to tell you when and, and Mickey you know, it's got a, it had a little voice box in it and it would it would pipe up whenever something was happening like a parade or you know a low uh, like a, a short line at an attraction or just. Disney facts and trivia. It's, it was, I think, it was made originally to entertain children in line to keep them, you know, from going crazy. And uh, this is before smartphones, of course, you know. So, so like they had this, they had this like fuzzy smartphone <laughs> that could do things. And so you could squeeze his, his hand, and he'd tell you jokes. And it was just, it was just kind of a fun little thing. And we, so we got one immediately, and we were carrying it around. And we went over to um, Magic Kingdom that night. <clears throat> and uh, Shannon had never been on a roller coaster before of any, of any. Oh time. wow. None, and um, and so she was actually kind of afraid of most of the, uh, the 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 rides that had drops, you know. And we we got over to the Magic Kingdom, and the, this is the night we got there. And I was like, I was like, let's let's go to Splash Mountain, you know. And she's like, no, I I, I can't, I I can't do it yet. And like as we were walking over there, Pal Mickey pipes up. He's like, huh, whoa, the. The uh, the line at Splash Mountain sure is short, <laughs> and I was oh, like, really? I That's was like, awesome. well, well, Shannon, you know, Pal Mickey isn't gonna steer you the wrong way, <laughs> yeah. Why don't Why don't we head on over there? And she was like, uh, I guess so, you know. So so like 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 we had this moment with this thing, you know, that like that just sort of reinforced what we were talking about, almost like it was sentient. <laughs> so what <laughs> you you're know? saying is. Pal Mickey is the gateway drug. <laughs> yes, Pal Mickey was the gateway, and she loved Splash Mountain, you know. And that was the that was the first roller coaster of many. So, I thought, I, but I just thought that was such a fun, like, coincidental experience to have, you know. 
Just that, it neat. sounds really cool. It actually sounds a lot more fun than a smartphone. Pal Mickey is very fun. Like we had we had a lot of fun with that thing. I still have it around here and it still works. Like it still tells you jokes and stuff. Like when you Oh do, really? Yeah, when you do all the stuff, it like it it tell it does all the things you can interact with it without the RFID uh huh. uh identifiers. You know, so it doesn't tell you anything about the parks, but it, you know, tells you jokes and riddles and are, now are the do those things still work, do you know? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, like in the park. Do you the know? next time we go, I'll take it and see. Yeah, you know, I'm really curious if it does or not because the tech might still be there. I bet they're not broadcasting. You know, because it definitely had. It was definitely like, you know, it knew the the timetables to the park and it knew it tr- it could tr- get triggered by uh, wait times and things. So something was broadcasting to it. Oh, and whether or not that thing is still broadcasting is a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was a really cool thing, and I I'm, I, I kind of miss it. I wish they'd come out with like a new pal maker that's even. Better. Well, if, if they were still doing it, what they should also do is they could have a a, a pal Mickey smartphone app that would do the same thing. Yeah. But uh, just uh, it'd be on your phone. I mean, like I said, that wouldn't be as cool, but at least it would be something. Yeah. Um, right. I suspect they've shut it off, but I, I don't probably really know. It was it was really cool though. I I I, I got to say that I w- I miss it. I wish that they bring bring something like that back because it's be, being physical is much better I think than a than a phone app. You I know? agree. Like it's it was just so real. I mean, you have this little sentient Mickey that kind of comes around with you and you know pipes up every now and then. Uh, Louis, you have another moment. Hmm. Let's see. I've yeah, got a whole so, list. If you're not right, no, no. I I'll, I'll say one while you determine what your next one's going to be, but. Uh, yeah, so my brother and I, we went to Walt Disney World together, just the two of us, uh, when I was uh, 19 or 20 or something. I just I just wanted to have just me and my brother time. And uh, we went to Epcot, I think was the first day um, that we went down there. And uh, as you do, we went through the World Showcase, and we were getting hungry for lunch. And, you know, there's just so many different kinds of cuisines to choose from. Because when you're in the World Showcase, you got so many countries that have so many different kinds of meals. And, uh, you know, what we had was uh, a hamburger <laughs> at the American Adventure. Duh. Perfect. That should, be in, that should be in Germany, though. It's uh, <laughs> a <The> hamburger. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we go over there. But it was really funny because, you know, there's we've talked about cast members before. And there's... There's such a wide range of people that work for Disney, and especially at Epcot, it can be really interesting because you can get people that are actually from you know different countries. And in this case, this woman was actually from America, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's you know she was she was an older woman that you know she it was like she was there for retirement. You know what I mean? She's just there because and pretty awesome reason. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's just a fantastic idea. Oh, well, it's yeah. a common but, thing in Florida. They have a lot of retirees that work there. Yeah, and I think that's really cool because they're just in this a different kind of mindset. You know, yep. they're just like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go here and just, it's gonna be fun. They're uh, the best cast people, members typically. Uh-huh. They really are, and I think it's because, and I, you know, I don't want to project or anything, but I mean, perhaps it's like, you know, they're they're in retirement and they're probably not hanging out with too many people, so going to a park. You know, like that, where they can see so many people on a certain day with smiles on their face. It's probably just a, a good, uplifting thing for them to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, this woman in particular was obviously just in such a great mood that you know we get there, and that was nearly the first thing we do. We walk in the park, we went over there, we got you know some lunch, and uh, she's you know she's wearing that 
silly 1800s like <laughs> you know you know american garb thing yep. whatever yep. with that That's silly wrong. like hair bonnet hat yep. thing and she reaches over the counter and puts the hat on top of my head <laughs> and it was absolutely hilarious you know <laughs> and i've got i've got some great photos which i will absolutely not share to anyone oh you should world. share those we should put them no, in absolutely the, uh, not no podcast. because it's it's my moment you can I put them right in the podcast that's i don't know if you know great. You can do that's that. great can, can we do that in the chapter markers we actually can uh, that's yeah. all right we're not doing that but anyway um but it was it was that great moment where it was just pretty terrific to just just interact with another human being on a level that wasn't just this person providing me good customer service, you know? Yeah. She's um, having a little fun with you. Yeah. It was, it was just really, it's just super adorable. Imagine how fun uh, that would be to, to work and just be able to do that all day. Yeah. Just, just have fun. <laughs> it would be really great. Just, yeah. No, it's a, it's a great thing. We should all just quit our jobs and just go work at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> just, just retire. Just retire early. Retire right now. Yeah. It's done. All right, Greg, what's yours? Um, I guess the one I'll go with, uh, this is one from, from quite a while back. Uh, when I was a kid, one of the most amazing things, it was maybe my favorite thing at Disney World was just going to the Contemporary. We we would typically stay there. And um, one of the cool things about being a kid going to Disney World is that you have just incredible freedom you don't have anywhere else when you're like 10 years old. I mean, you're not allowed to walk around the neighborhood and go downtown by yourself when you're 10, but that's actually kind of feasible when you're, you know, at Disney World. Yeah. Uh, especially just if you're going walking around the resort. And so I just remember there was inc- this incredible freedom to, you know, we would um, we would go to the park, um, Magic Kingdom. This is before they had Epcot. And uh, they would always close at 7 p.m. The hours were always 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Wow. And uh, you'd go back home, back to the contemporary that we'd get dinner there. And there was all this great stuff to do. They had this incredible arcade called the Fiesta Fun Center that was just kind of legendary. It was It's just gigantic. It had probably maybe a, a hundred video game and pinball machines in it. It was wow. just really big. And so I would always dream about that place the whole year long before uh-huh. we got there. And then they would show two Disney movies in the evening in a small theater they had there. And this is long, long, long before you could rent them on, on – um, you know, on VHS. Yeah. That was when they were and embargoed for theaters, too. You hardly ever could see Disney movies. They were once that's every right. 10 they, years. They just came out once them. every seven years. Mm-hmm. And you, could see, you could see one, you know, see them then. But, um, yeah, that's where I got to see The Jungle Book for the first time and I think Mary Poppins and a right. bunch of other things that I hadn't seen otherwise. And so um, it was just great. I mean, just so much freedom as a kid. And I totally, totally loved it. Yeah, that is cool to be able to do that too. You know, to be able to just like kind of get away from your parents and just be yourself for like the first time in your life. Well, typically what I would do is I would I would they give me like two dollars and quarters and I would <laughs> run over and play those and I'd run back to the room and get at, you know beg for like four more quarters and they uh-huh. would normally consent at least once and so I'd get those. I remember one time they gave me like more quarters and I went running out of the room like a mad person out of the we were staying in the wings that time off to the side of the tower and I remember I was holding the quarters and all of a sudden I tripped and the quarters just flew into this you know sort of brush basically and they were gone forever because it was totally pitch dark. Oh, so I just went before. back to the arcade and just stood and watched for like an hour. Like I couldn't go tell my parents I just lost the quarters they gave me. And so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to go find those. Yeah, they're, they're still, still there. there. 
Actually, no, I'm sorry. They, that's been the uh, the uh, DVC tower has eliminated that garden now. Damn. So some construction worker is walking around with my four quarters. Damn. I wonder how common it is for kids to do that these days. To do what? To, to uh, just kind of free range at a Disney park. Do you think parents will still let their kids do that? I think so. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, at that age, I wasn't exactly climbing on the monorail and going around everywhere I wanted yeah. to. But there was some freedom. And then by the time I got to be like, you know, twelve, thirteen, I could kind of do what I wanted to. Yeah. Um. And I mean, w- within reason. And yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if parents are different now or not. But I uh, hope they do. I mean, I think that. I mean, and I, this is just a guess, as not a person that has any kids and won't anytime soon. But I wonder. I wonder if it'll be even more than before that people will be okay with having their kids out because, I mean, this is just an, a thought, but when when they introduced, like, Find My Friends, uh, you know, Apple introduced Find My Friends, yeah. the example they used was Disneyland. It's a great and example. They, they, yeah, they showed it on the screen showing Disneyland and showing, like, where all the family members were. And, right. you know, and that's, I mean, it's a great use case. It really is. And, you know, letting your kids walk around or whatever and then being able to say, well, all right, at this time, meet back here. But, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch and we'll know where each other are. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe it'll happen more. Who knows? Yeah, I would you think know? that the technology, it gives you license to give kids a lot more freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and so. And they should because, you know, that's, that was actually kind of a negative trend, in my opinion, for quite a while yeah. of people just helicoptering their kids and they don't know how to, like, find themselves they get lost you know, they, don't, they don't know what to do because they always had their parents as a crutch um yeah. so it's it's good that people to, to let your kids I, I read recently about this lady who lets her son in new york city he's like 10 she lets him ride the um subway by himself wherever he wants to go you know and i guess she wrote a book called free range kids it's just all about this about how yeah. letting kids be kids yeah, it's just really interesting i yeah. hope it's a positive trend oh i thought of another one go um, so it was again that that same trip of me and my brother going to Walt Disney World, and we were at Magic Kingdom one day, and we were kind of hovering about the uh, Mad Tea Party, and I don't I don't want to get into too much detail, but essentially we managed to get Alice to write the teacups with us. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was probably the coolest thing that ever happened to me. That's pretty great. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was really funny because, you know, she tells us, you know, to be at the exit gate not a moment after 1 p.m. And so, <laughs> you know, we're all like finding the nearest restaurant to make sure that we eat right before then so that we're not late to the thing because I don't want to be late. And so, you know, we run we run over to the exit gate and, you know, it's it's directly at 1 p.m. And we're like, well, where is she? Where is it? What's going on? I, she told us that she would be right here. And uh, just, you know, you just kind of turn your head and there she is. And she's practically skipping all toward the gate, you know. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, I swear, it was all in slow-mo and there was some music playing and it was wonderful. And, uh, you know, she skips along over to the exit gate. She, you know, kind of swings it wide open and and there is nobody on the ride because they haven't opened the gates for the people that are waiting in line yet, right? So we're at the exit gate, and we walk through it with Alice to pick out whatever teacup we wanted. And every single person in that line is like got their jaw on the floor (laughs) because they can't fathom how this is possible. You know, they're like, who are these people? How did they do that? How do they get to ride with Alice? That's not fair. Who are these people? And we're just like, you know, got the biggest grins on our faces because we are just having the greatest time in the world. That's great. And, you know, we pick out our teacup. And and I, I got to say, because this is um, – because it was incredibly special and an, uh, an amount of time that 
you don't typically get to spend with a character, mm-hmm. you know, because usually you go to meet up a character and you see him for a few seconds, maybe a minute or two or whatever. But then you ultimately got to go because somebody else is in line. Yeah. But, you know, you're spending some some pretty good time with this character. And uh, even in an environment where no one can hear them around, uh, you know, you they're 100 percent completely in character the entire time. Yep. And it was pretty fantastic. But but being that close meant that I could also tell that, you know, she's wearing color contacts because, <laughs> you, know? you uh-huh. know, she's you know, she she obviously is wearing a wig and, you know, but she's got like blue color contacts because Alice has blue eyes and, you know, she has brown eyes and you can kind of tell. Uh-huh. And, you know, she would, uh, you know, occasionally like we, we'd spin the, the teacup way too fast where, you know, any sane person might start getting sick or uh-huh. something. And, uh, you know, me and my brother are laughing so hard, having such a great time, kind of taking pictures of the other one with Alice next to him and everything. And we're just they're just great. And she would be like, oh, my God, you guys need to you guys need to slow down. You know, Matt Hatter likes clean cups. I'm like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Clean cups, move down. Oh, that's so good. That oh, good. Oh, so good. And, <clears throat> you know, we get we get off the ride and everyone's, you know, just kind of swarming around her. And I just felt like I was the coolest kid on the planet. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty spectacular. You're a brave man for eating before going on the teacup suit. <laughs> Very wow. brave. You know, when I was – I have an Alice story, too. When I was in, when I was in Paris, um, there's, there's something that I noticed there that I've not encountered at the parks here. Um, and I, it's probably a cultural difference. But the characters in the parks in, in, in Paris are a little bit more um, – uh, they're a little bit more personal with you. You know, they, they, they like, they will stand closer to you and they will touch you and they will like, you know, they, they will do things that they don't do here because I don't know, you know, they just don't. But I, I met, uh, I was in the sort of the fantasy land area and Alice was there and it was a day when there's, we went when there was not a lot of people there. It was a very uncrowded day. Um, and she spent a lot of time with us and it was, it was kind of weird because she was kind of flirty, you know, and it was a flirty to a point where that I was not used to. You know, <laughs> and I was I was like almost taken aback by this because it was it was very different, you know, but awesome in a way that I've not experienced in one of the stateside parks. You know, now hold on. You are now you're conversing with her. So she's speaking English. Yeah, she spoke English. All, so all, all the characters spoke English. So they all speak English. Mm-hmm. and They also speak other languages or no? She spoke English and French uh, to my knowledge because oh. I saw her. I saw her speak both. She was she's from if... Paris. But she Sorry, spoke I don't very mean to derail your conversation, but this is really fascinating. I never really thought about this before. Yeah. Well, but I like, guess I, that happens. I wonder in... if all of the characters have to speak at least those two languages. I, I, I bet I they do. Too. And yeah. I bet in Tokyo, it's probably, talk, yeah. in Tokyo yeah. it's probably even an even you know, crazier, you know, because I bet a lot of them don't speak really good English. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, oh, you that's have, very interesting. Yeah. But it, it, was, it was so different, like how um, cavalier they were with the guests. Right. And, and like, I mean, they were like literally touching people a lot, you know, and I don't see that very much. I see hugs every once in a while, you know, when at the end of the thing or during the picture, but they get very touchy with you. <laughs> and I think it's probably just a European versus American thing, um, but it, it intensifies the experience quite a lot. It makes it much more interesting, you right. know, especially with, you know, with um, with with the more playful characters because she stayed in character you know right. it wasn't like she was breaking out at all it was she was right. alice the character but she was a little bit flirty you know it was fun sexy alice sexy alice yeah <laughs> it was i it could was, be into that yeah i imagine <laughs> so it was uh it was cool 
and even the 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 evil face characters would do the same thing. They uh, you know they would like sort of chase you and like <laughs> yeah. It's just you just don't see that here, and it was yeah. I, you know I don't know. I love the evil characters. I remember meeting the uh, uh, the stepmother and stepsisters from Cinderella before, and they were. I don't know. They were pretty vocal and pretty, I would say, even harsh and mean. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. But, I, yeah, I guess I, I love I love seeing the characters because some of them are just so good. I remember meeting uh, Peter Pan and Wendy once, and I was wearing, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean T-shirt, I think. And, uh, and Peter's like, are you a pirate? <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, no. Yeah. You know, wait, hold on. No, of of course not, Peter. I would never. I'm I'm just uh, I'm, I'm a double agent. I'm on your side, and uh, and he says, "What's a double agent?" <laughs> and I thought it was so spectacular mm-hmm. because you know a, a person agent. that is of the age of Peter Pan would not know what a double yeah. agent is. That's an adult. Tinkerbell word. is a double agent. Ah, that's, that's <laughs> totally true. Totally is that's a double true. agent. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like those characters too that aren't in character lines. Yes. You know, character lines, I, I, I don't like as much. I, you know, I'll, I'll do them and they're fun, but like, it's much more fun when you just run into somebody and yeah. you just have a little moment with them. Yeah. Especially ones that, uh, I guess people don't recognize or they don't understand that they're a character sometimes mm-hmm. like, uh, that happens with like, uh, Bert and Mary all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're walking around the UK section of Epcot or you're walking up and down main street, they just look like they belong in main street kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. You know, or belong in the UK, so you don't really like go. Oh my God, it's it's Bert or it's Mary mm-hmm. or whatever, and so you just kind of you get away with that brief moment before everyone else catches on. Yeah, uh, you know, because they just they just got out and they were they didn't even form a line yet, and you're just like, ooh, I'm just I got. Mary's always a fun character to encounter too, because her character, unlike a lot of other sort of nice characters, she has like this sort of light and dark. You know, like Mary Poppins is kind of a dark character in a lot of ways. She's you know, if you watch that movie, she's like kind of mean to those kids half of that yeah. movie, you know? Yeah. And it's 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 such an interesting dichotomy in the character to like let her be so like hot and cold, you know? Yeah. And I have noticed characters in the parks doing that very thing where they'll be nice to you for a second and then they'll be kind of stern with you. I just love that. Yeah. So she's a great character. That's a great character. Probably one of the best in my opinion. 